if you regret anything about your life, then you have to regret a lot of your life because everything that you've done prior to now has led you right here at this moment. In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Hey, welcome back to Lead Through Values, where we talk about how to build a high-performance culture, what makes people exceptional, and the impact of investing in the growth of people. Now, my name is James Mayhew, and today is a special day because I'm joined by Joe Ponce. Now, a few months ago, I had the honor to meet Joe at a sales training and speaker boot camp that we both attended, and I just immediately knew he was a guy I wanted to know better. Uh, Joe has this really incredible presence, and I didn't really see it until it was his turn to stand up, go in front of the group, and share his core story. And what I had seen before that was this soft-spoken giant guy, and he just stood up and went into this really powerful, confident presentation. And I was like, wow, I, I, I'm blown away. And, and so this, I believe, is going to be one of these podcasts that's just filled with wisdom, because we're going to talk about the twists and the turns in life, what it means to dream, the ripple effect that we can have on others. And, and so I'm really excited to hear uh, what Joe has to say today. Now, before we begin, you know, I'm really passionate about developing people. Specifically, I want to help set business leaders up to be successful and have the tools they'll need to be the kind of leader their team deserves. Things like setting clear and high expectations, doing accountability the right way, and creating a culture where feedback exists to help people develop and grow. And that's what this training program, Accelerate, was designed to do. Now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, there's an Accelerate session either in progress or a new one starting soon. And I've had some really good feedback on it. Um, business owners, executives, uh, clinic administrators, they've been telling me just how impactful it's been for them. And what they wish was that they could have learned this stuff years ago. So if you're looking to build a business that can scale, you're going to need leaders who develop other leaders. And that's what we do in Accelerate. So you can learn more about that at jamesmayhew.com. And that takes me right back to Mr. Joe Pons. So Joe, before we dive in, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do, what your business is. My primary business is helping people, business owners, sales professionals, get better quality leads and get in front of their target market, which simply means getting in front of the person with the checkbook. Yeah. I also help people save money on their prescription medications through my, my original business. Uh, to the tune of 60 to 90%. What I do is I serve. Mm. I help people stay healthy, financially, as well as physically. Um, I've, I'm a 
kid from West Baltimore, Maryland. I grew up Army, Coast Guard brat, so I lived in a lot of different places. Ended up here in Florida. Shouldn't say ended up, like like it was kind of a like dumping ground. I I, I moved here specifically to get out of the cold weather, and <laughs> right. it ended up more or less staying. Uh, other than a, a short stint in North Carolina and in Germany, uh, I've been here for a long time. Most recently here in West Melbourne, Florida, where I've been here for 12, 15 years now. So it's close to the ocean, and I love it. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, when I when we visited Orlando last fall, uh, one of the things that just stood out to me was the sun. You know, because we were coming from Iowa, it was late in the it was late in the fall, and so you know it gets dark early here. And and the first thing I noticed is when we got down to Orlando, uh, it was light about an hour and a half later than what it was back home. And we were sitting outside by the pool. It's like 75, 78 degrees, and I look at my wife. I'm like. I could really fall in love with this place. <laughs> we got room yeah. for you. We got room for <laughs> you. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, Joe, like you and I are one of those guys that um, I think both one of the things that that uh, we can do is we can dive right in and kind of go to depth. You know, like I don't think either one of us are, are necessarily all that crazy about just talking um, superficial stuff, you know, the sports, the weather or whatever. And when, when you and I had a chance to talk about what we might share on this podcast. Um, you know, we don't plan it out or anything, except we kind of just figure out like, where's a great entry point. And you said a phrase to me and I had to stop you and say, Hey, did I hear that? Right. Tell, say that one more time. And you said this, you said, I'm a guy of broken dreams. And I was really captivated on where that went. Tell me, like what you meant, like tell our listeners, like, let's go back through that. What did it mean when you said you're kind of a guy of broken dreams? You know, everybody starts out with a dream, uh, you know, and, and we, we kind of poo poo the idea of kids saying, well, oh, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be the president. I want to be an astronaut. Well, I started out, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and I went after it. Uh, initially, uh, I wanted to be a helicopter pilot. Unfortunately, my eyes. No. I said, "Okay, well, you know what? Then I'm going to be a soldier. I'm going to, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, be like my dad. I want to be a, a ranger, and I want to do this and that." And he sat down and, and he said, "Okay, well, that's wonderful, and you can do that. You can retire after 30 years. The question is, is that what are you going to do after?" You know, there's not a lot of applicability for that hua hua high speed training, or unless you right. want to become a forest ranger, you know, think about it. Long story short, I came to uh, 1999. I was, you know, very much into uh, looking forward to becoming the sergeant major of the army, that or becoming the, the highest ranking MP. And I was injured. My unit was being sent to Kosovo. And long story short, I had a, a laundry list of things. And basically, they said either get an operation, which means years of recovery, or you can leave. Hmm. And in 2000, I left. Uh, VA has been taking care of me ever since. So please don't, you know, don't think that they didn't, they didn't care in their own way. But the fact is, is that 
in the middle of basically my my life, I hit a roadblock. You know, the dream that I had quickly dissipated like smoke. And I'm, I came back to Florida, no job opportunities, very much despondent because of the fact that what I intended, I mean, everything that I had planned and planned for was gone. And a lot of people can relate to that. You know, people Absolutely. say, well, you know, oh man, you know, you got this and you've got this, you know, you've got two businesses, you're doing this and, you know, you hear you speaking and, and everything's going right and you're smiling and it's like, well, you know, like I live some kind of charmed life and it's like, well, you know what, I'm just like you. Hmm. I'm just like you. And most people have had that opportunity to break out and see that challenge and say, okay, you know what, I'm going for something else and it ends up being something greater. Mm. The lives that I could have changed, the lives that I changed while I was in the army were fantastic. Still keep in touch with a few of my soldiers and that's great. But you know what? Right now we're sitting here and there's just people who say, you know what? If you were not here, I would not be here. Mm. Wow. That's super powerful. Yes. Uh, just a little segue. I had a, uh, Professor Halstead at University of South Florida, one of my fantastic, greatest influencers. He, in fact, was uh, in charge of uh, the Judge Advocate General for all of the Air Force in Europe. I took his law classes, which were fantastic, but the one class that he had was a seminar, uh, a workshop, and in it, he taught me to live authentically which sounds sort of counterintuitive because, you know, when we go to school, we think of the, you know, the concrete things, you know, math, reading, science, physics, whatever. And here he is teaching a very small select student because you, you could not just sign up for his class. He had to choose you to get in that class. Oh, wow. And it was tough. Lots of reading, lots of thinking, which is a little bit different than most classes. And that was one of the things if you regret anything about your life, then you have to regret a lot of your life because everything that you've done prior to now has led you right here at this moment. That is so true too. Like my brain's still kind of just sitting and percolating on that. There's opportunities and there's people that I met who I would not have met had things gone, gone right, hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. when things go wrong, it leads you down a different path and we have decisions and choices that we make. If you regret one of them and you say, man, you know, I wish I had taken the other fork in the road. Well, everything after that up till now may have been completely different. It's so true. I think, you know, that's the, the power of the one decision right there. And sometimes that decision is, is one we make. Sometimes it's an external factor that you know, like with you, with the injury and that changed the course of what your life you thought it was going to be, but yet there's still one decision and you just nailed it, which was no matter what it's, it's forward, it's forward. And it's forward with this. Like, I think there's a level of resiliency and determination but there's also a level of, of forward of like humility 
right? And just kind of trusting that no matter what, I'm going to, I'm going to make this, you know, it's like the old lemons to lemonade kind of concept, <laughs> you know, and I, I, it's, it's so cool to hear, you know, you describe what that is, because I think there are times when people get derailed and this thing happened to me externally, it was outside of my control, but you use it to stop you and you aren't moving forward. And it's out of, I don't know whether it's fear or some sort of like, um, you know, almost this sense of entitlement that some people can have, like that was taken from me. Therefore I can't do anything more. Correct. Correct. You know, look back and, you know, due to, due to a lot of different things, it wasn't like I, I, I woke up one morning and was broken, but over time things, you know, started to show themselves and people reached out to me because, you know, I was, I was, I was my own one man army, you know, everything was about, you know, I got to do it and I got to, if it's going to happen, I'm going to make it happen. And then people are going, Hey, you know, I see you limping, you know, what's going on. My, uh, at that point, my roommate, you know, was going, Hey, you know, why do you get up an hour early to stretch before we all get together and stretch and exercise? Hmm. You know, I, it's like, you know, that's, that's really not normal. I mean, you know, and this, this is, I mean, a suit, this is a guy who's running four minute miles. You know, and, and, you know, he, he get in from partying, you know, have a cigarette and then go run <laughs> and blow everybody out the water. And he's going, Hey, you know, maybe you should take a look at some things, you know, and it, it's one of those where for all the talk, for all the bravado, I had to learn, Hey, listen to people, you know, not everybody's out to get you, hmm. you know, and what you were saying about you know, how we, we collectively have a certain entitlement where we put our feet down and we're going and it's like, man, I'm getting it. It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden something occurs, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, we lose someone. And then it's, then it's the feeling of it was taken from me mm -hmm. right. as opposed, as opposed to this is something that has occurred for your betterment. Uh, you know, I, I sit back and I think about, you know, friends lost and going back over, I understand more that it's not about them. It's about me. It's about the fact that I miss them and I want them back. You know, they may have their own family. They may have their own friends, but you know what? It's all about me. And maybe it's time for me to change the way that I think. Every interaction that we have, even right now, like on this podcast, and, and perhaps somebody who's listening to it, the words and the wisdom and the experiences that you're sharing could potentially and positively change the trajectory of somebody else who just hears and goes, you know what, man, that, that sounds so much like me or I can relate to that. Um, you know, when we, when we've talked before you and I were just saying like, it's, it's like splashing a stone in the water, right? It sends out all these ripple effects and when those ripple effects, uh, they may take years, decades, or even lifetimes before they, we know how they change. And it's, I, I remember telling you about um, Andy Andrews, who, who did the speech on the butterfly effect. And, you know, our, our coach, Joe, knows Andy personally. And I don't know, hopefully someday we'll get a chance to meet Andy. But, but Andy did this thing, and I saw him do it live, and he talked about the butterfly effect when, and the theory of if a butterfly flaps its wings, 
on the other side of the earth. It would set molecules in motion that could potentially impact the, the weather on the other side of the earth. I mean, it's, it's a really crazy, huge thing to think about. And uh, I don't know when that theory first was, was created, but Andy actually brought it to life a different way. And he was talking about the decisions looking back in time about one decision to rescue a baby that was thrown into a ditch essentially and how i don't want to spoil this because i really want you guys to look this up right and so how that one decision then shaped generations ahead some genetic engineering with food that that helped prevent billions of people from starving. Like it's an incredible story. And what he did is he showed the butterfly effect through like these relationships. And every time I've watched it, I've sent this video out so many times. I've listened to it so many times. Every time it just gives me chills or it brings a tear to my eye because you don't know, I don't know. And, and whoever listening to right, right now, you don't know the impact that you can have in another person's life. It's just absolutely huge. Now, you, Joe, said something to me. I have to read this back. And, uh, and, and you asked the question, why aren't people doing whatever they can to cause that ripple effect? Let's, let's just dive in. What, what's, what's on your brain when, when we kind of circle back through that? Initially, I think of big things. Uh, I think of that, that particular video, uh, which is absolutely amazing. And the concept of changing one life that will eventually change a lot of lives. But the ripple effect, like you said, it, it's on a molecular level. Mm. So maybe it's just your child's life. You know, putting in those, those foundations that they will stand on for the rest of their lives and they will pass on to their kids and their kids and their kids. The one little thing that you do, that one little ripple, we don't know where it's going. And I think that's the important thing is to understand that it, that we do have an effect. And I was speaking to a young lady at a, at a function a couple of days ago, you know, and I said, you know, are, are we going to make a difference today or not? It's easy to sit back and look over the events of the last year or so and say, Wow, you know what a train wreck. I mean, I've heard I've heard all kinds of you know it's a dumpster fire of a year. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of you know a lot of different things. But do you but do you really realize what has happened? I know for me, I've had contact with friends and family that I never would have had relationship with today that I would not have last year. Caused a lot of different things. A lot of different. It caused me to reach out and say, you know what, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that we, you know, we only talk once every five years, but you know what, let, let's, let's, let's pick that up a little bit. We have the ability every single day and I do it. I have conferences. I have meetings over zoom over the phone. How often has it been that I decided, you know what, they're okay. I'll give them a call later sure. and later, yeah. later becomes three years. Now, uh, it's every month. I've got two different sides of the family, and, and we meet. Nothing substantial, so to say. I mean, it's, you know, we don't get on there and, you know, talk about, you know, the prices of tea in China or anything like that. It's just, hey, how are you? Good to see you. You know, everything, nothing good. Okay, okay, fine. And you know what? We'll go, we're gone. We're off. Mm -hmm. That ripple 
you know, has touched me. And it's like, okay, you know what? You can do it too. You know, mm-hmm. go through that mental Rolodex, go through your phone or contacts, find that person who, you, you know, you used to be really tight with, but you moved away, you know, things have changed. And now it's like, you know what? Let me just give them a call and say, hey, you know what? I love you. You know, you've been a really good friend, you know, and if nothing else, take that with you and enjoy the rest of your day. You know what you're saying, though, is is if if there's somebody listening to this that's in any kind of management or leadership role uh, and your company is still maybe you've made the shift to almost being permanently remote. What Joe just described is a great trait of leadership as well. And if, if you aren't reaching out to your team, and I know there's people that are worried about, like, I don't want to come across as bugging them. I don't want to come across as micromanaging them. Okay, good. Well, let's, let's avoid micromanaging. Uh, but a check-in to just check and see how they're doing. Do you have the tools that you need? Is there something that I can help you with? Is there, are there any struggling, you know, any struggles that you're having with a, a customer or something to do with business? Uh, those check-ins right there are really important. And if they say, no, I'm all good there, then the conversation can, can just be real quick. How's the family doing? Are you doing okay with, with things? And you can show compassion and, and lead people that way. I think people just need to know that somebody out there is, is kind of got their back. And in the absence of that, if we just stay really task focused and it's just um, always directives. And the only time I'm going to get on the, the phone or, or zoom with you from a boss employee relationship is to um, just tell you what's what's up and it's informational and I'm not really ever listening to what's actually here you know going on like you have to get curious and listen to people and just listen because out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks and if people will tell you if you are just in tune and listening to it that maybe they're hurting or they're struggling or they're really frustrated or you you got to listen to it and if you aren't valuing that person enough to look for those things you're missing a huge opportunity that's absolutely correct. I was talking to a gentleman the other day who came from a multi-billion dollar company and he said, you know what? The culture is absolutely toxic. Oof. Had to leave. Had to leave. And what you're talking about as far as competent leadership mm. is you're just asking that one question. How are you doing? And I don't want to mm. hear fine. I don't want to hear I'm doing okay. <laughs> I want to know how you're doing and then shut up and listen. Yeah makes all yeah. the difference in the world. We don't edify people anymore. You know, it's always about that conflict and, and, and a, a, a company that has that kind of culture where you can sit down and actually say, you know what, boss, manager, coworker, hey, listen, I'm having, a tr- I'm having some trouble with this client, but not only that, guess what? My dog's sick. And they have an ear, even though I can't do anything about that. I may know a good veterinarian for you. But other than that, you know, if I just listen. Yeah, absolutely. The, the culture changes. It, it is. And, and Joe, in the state of pace uh, of going too fast and leaders and employees being overworked and, 
and just all the dumb ways that businesses <laughs> create busyness. You know, there's so much bloat. Um, Craig Rochelle, he calls it slack. I like the way he calls it slack. It's like, we got to run up an email. We have to wait a couple of days to get a response and, and things move slower. When if we could just be better at asking the questions and to your point, to listen to what's being said and then to troubleshoot. But if you've got a terrible toxic culture, Oh my gosh, like you're afraid to say I'm struggling or I'm frustrated because you might lose your job over it because that's how it is. And if you like, listen, people need work. We need that income. And if you are, if you, if there's an environment that is kind of driven by fear and not like this freedom, that is a massive difference. And it's the one time, right? Well, I wouldn't say it's the one time. It is a proper time to evaluate, should I be here? Is this the right place for me? Is this the best place for me? Or am I just settling for that paycheck? There's the quote that says, you die at 25, but you aren't buried until you're 75, right? And it's this idea that you make decades of just kind of surviving and never really thriving. And this is, I'll come back to saying it this way, quitting isn't a bad thing. Giving up is a bad thing. I, I'm I, like, if you're giving up because it got too hard or I don't know, or whatever the excuses and lies that you can kind of believe, that's one thing, but we need to quit some things. There's t- times we need to quit the toxic relationship. We need to quit the, we need to quit some habit, like maybe it's smoking or indulging in Chips Ahoy cookies. You know, that's mine, right? You know, there's times we just got to quit doing some of those things that are harmful to us. So quitting isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just when it's driven by giving up. And, and man, when people sit and just essentially exist for decades or they put up with that toxic environment, uh, it could be because maybe they don't believe in themselves enough. I, I just find that tragic. And that's why I think that what we've been talking about today, the ripple effect and having people that will invest in you and pour into you um, can speak honestly, authentically with you and say, listen, there's more for you, you know? And I, and I think that's something that you're probably doing without maybe even realizing it in your business. And maybe you do have intentionality to it, but that's, that's, that's at the core of what I'm doing with clients is to try to help them like tap into what makes people awesome. We figure out what makes people awesome and then empower them and encourage them to do it, not just edify, but like encourage it and build into them. Oh, look out. We're on the freeway. Oh, maybe it's not even the freeway anymore. Now, maybe we jumped on the rocket ship, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's very important. And I think people need to understand that, you know, that like you said, you know, sometimes it's just time to leave. Yeah. It's just time to leave, you know, and and in, in, in environments where maybe you don't have that person to encourage you, maybe you don't have that, that structure, uh, even within a family, you know, it's time for self-development. It's time to believe, like you said, believe in yourself and take that risk. There's plenty of jobs out there. If what a job is, is that's all you're looking for, then you go ahead and go out there and get that other paycheck because you know what? Stress is a killer. Mm, what a great point. You know, and that's where, you know, the the mental part, the, the emotional part, you know, boils all the way down. It comes down to where, you know, that, that 75 you're talking about ends up being 55 because of the stress of being mm. in a toxic environment. 
you know, how many years, how many, how many fantastic days are you going to miss? You know, because we, we can go back and we can look through our, our own personal history and say, you know what, that was a great day. Hmm. Yeah. You know, whether it be closing that great deal or spending a great day at the beach with the family or being out at the park with friends, you know, you sit back and say, that was a great day. Well, over the course of 20 years, how many great days are you going to miss because you're sitting there in a toxic environment waiting for a paycheck? And, and to me, Joe, it comes back to just having that mindset. It's, it's that resilience. It's that positive mindset. It's the hu- humble humility element of it that just says, hey, no matter what, yeah, the dream was this, but actually, you know what? The dream is bigger than that because the dream is more like internal than, than external. And uh, that, that, that helps you adapt and overcome those setbacks. And so, so now, listen, we, I thought my life was going to go this direction and now it's going this direction. I'm going to go forward and, and see what is in store because there could be something incredible that I didn't realize. I mean, I'm a product of that too. I used to believe that you needed to chase a passion, right? Follow what, what inspires you. And then um, Gary Vaynerchuk said one day, he's like, oh, that's BS. You know, in Gary's way of saying things very frankly, he, he basically said, don't waste your time trying to do that. And I thought, you know, I don't know if I like that. But then I, he, he caused me to look in, into my own life when he said that where I am at today would have never been something I would have known to pursue or would have thought to pursue except for one decision after one decision to say yes to something and then to go, Ooh, like I feel like, you know, and I think it's being in tune to like, where are you being called to? And, and I think there's a faith piece, you know, for me, that's a huge piece. I know it is for you too, Joe. And so it's just having that, I think that reassurance and knowing that there's a, there's a plan also and going, okay, it's not what I wanted. I'm a little disappointed about that, but I'm not going to stay stuck. I'm going to keep moving forward. You're a product of that. Yeah, yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, and that's where, you know, the, the initial, you know, starting in, into a business setting, I had no plan. I had no plan to do that. That was never on my radar. Just all of a sudden I saw a need and figured out that, you know what, this is the way to solve it. And I turned what wasn't a passion into a passion because like you said it was one decision after another decision after another decision you know being able to say you know what this is what i'm going to do for you i'm going to help you solve this problem and the response the feedback is what propelled me Mm, absolutely you know a person who says you know what you know you made a difference if if it weren't for you i weren't gonna i wasn't gonna take this medication if it wasn't for you my business would not be here in six months you know, tell me 20 years ago, that was going to be my life. I would have, I would have laughed at you. Right. But one decision after another decision, after another decision, I think that that's a perfect analogy where you can sit back and say, you know, all I got to do is just keep making the right decisions. You ever see the movie? It's a wonderful life. You know, the Christmas movie I'm talking about. A long time ago. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's on every year. Like one station will play it, you know, back to back or something. And and Beth and I uh, have made a tradition of watching that movie. 
And one of the things that I think is so profound in that movie um, is that George Bailey gets an opportunity to see what happens if he doesn't exist, if he's never born. What a gift that could be, you know, because I think there are times when when we could get beat up by a year like 2020, or we can have setbacks. It can be financial. It can be relational. It can be whatever. Maybe it's health setbacks. And, and we feel beat up and we start to like, listen, I'm, I'm not immune to falling into that, you know, dang, like life isn't good right now. It's happened to me a couple of times. And uh, in that movie, George has this opportunity to see how the impact of his decisions and his relationships um, had a ripple effect through his entire community. And it, and it scared him because it wasn't the same. And people, I, I think that is so relatable. And if, and if I could leave anything out of this podcast today and talking with you, Joe, it's just the idea that you matter and what you do matters to others. I mean, that, that to me is like, I, I don't see any other way to describe it. That's it. Boom. Job done. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, 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 I think that's a, a perfect analogy, you know, and, and if we had the opportunity to uh, a more modern rendition is uh, a movie called uh, the family man with, oh, yeah. um, with Nick cage, Yep. you know, the, just the idea that if you just change, just change a little bit, I mean, you don't have to go out and get you know, a master's degree or a doctorate. You don't have to go out and start this huge company. If you just make one little change in your life, guess what? Everything else ripples out and you know what? It's a better life. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Magnificent talents that we all have just need to come out. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just use them. Just use them. You don't have to generate any new ones. You know what I mean? It, you know, people say, oh, you know, you got to go out and do this, do that, you know, self-development. You know, I understand that. Read, 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 read. You've got plenty of examples out there of people, you know, who just decided they were going to do. Mm. Just do what you can where you are right now. That's all you got to do. That's It'll a change. great point. And, and don't buy into the excuses that you don't have time, that you don't have money, that you don't know enough people. All of those are, are BS, right? We can, yes. we can debunk all of those, uh, oh, yeah. um, man. That's, you know, that's why I think it's so good when we have these stories. I, that's the stories that inspire us are the ones like one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will wow. Smith, you know, right? What an incredible journey he was on and just the resolve that he had, that confidence that he had, but he hit a low point. He was shaken. He was, he, he, he was questioning everything. And then just to be able to continue to pursue, uh, yes. pursue that journey, you know, well, Joe, I want, I want you to be able to share a little bit about like, how can people reach you and what, who, what kind of business is actually, this would be helpful for me to know too. Do you work with to help them with lead generation? Like what, what is it that you do for them? What's an ideal client for you? Those who are looking to get to the next level. Mm. And that level may be like you were just talking about. It may be rock bottom. You know, they're, they're at the point now where they're beginning to make those tough decisions, ones that as business owners, we don't even want to think about coming to that point. But guess what? We're here now. Mm. Solopreneurs, business owners, regardless of the size of company, because you know what? The same way that you go in, whether it's two people or 20,000 people, 
there's a culture. Well, nothing moves without selling something. And you know what? It's having that good quality lead that one saves time and two saves money. Mm. So if I can help you, your organization, get better quality leads, and I'm not talking about buying lists. I mean, that's one way to do it. But actually, your sales team, your people actually getting good quality leads. And then, and most importantly, getting in front of your target market. Yeah. You know, fishing in the right pond. There you go. I love, I, I love the way you can play off of that with your name. That's just awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a simple concept, but the pieces really do need to line up. The smoother the transition from prospect to good quality lead to client, if you can get those bumps out of the road and make it smooth, guess what? Now you've got cash flow. And like Mark Cuban said, you know, cash flow cures everything. It's so true. It really is. If you got a lot of cash flow, you can make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You know, those of us who don't, we need to be very judicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so the size of the company really isn't that important. It's the need of the company that's the most important. You know, are you getting the, the quality leads to get to the goal, to move up to the next level? Whether you're the bottom or like you're the top and you're going, you know what, I've got some dreams. I've got some things I want to do in 2021, but then moving into 2022, you know what, we need to move up. We need to think of some things that are going to expand our company, whether we're going to go franchise, we're going to build our company and make it a, a global company. But guess what? It goes all the way down to the smallest step. Just like we we're talking about that one little change. You know what we're going right. to do? We're going to stop going out and trying to sell things to people who don't really want it. We're going to make a change. We're going to find people who need what we have and solve their problem. That one little thing right there would make all the difference. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Joe, uh, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, What's the best way to to get a hold of you and whatever you share there, I'll make sure it goes into the show notes too. So people have that, but, but uh, tell us how to get a hold of you. Quickest, easiest way is to simply pick up the phone. That's my cell phone. That's the direct line to me. You're not going to run into assistance or anything like that. And if you leave a message, I will call you back. Matter of fact, even if you don't, I'll call you back because I got caller ID. So we're going to make that happen anyway. Um, uh, Email is, is just as good. You can text uh, it's Joe at Pons, P-O-N-D-S, consulting.com. Uh, same thing, email. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Joe Pons, J-O-E-P-O-N-D-S. Look me up. I've got a quote of the day. Take a look at it. I try to be a little bit multi-motivational. Multi, multi I'm going to make that word up. Uh, there you just, go. Just get on there. Check out the word of the day, uh, the, the quote of the day, and, you know, that little bit of positivity, you know, say, say, you know, if, if you just make a decision to be more positive, you're going to help somebody today. It may not be that you're, you know, you're creating a hundred thousand dollar deal for them. Maybe it's just, they woke up, you know, burn their feet, burn their finger, stub their toe, woke up late. And you know what <laughs> they look on, they look on LinkedIn and they say, let me check out that quote of the day. Cause I'm sure there's something good I can take away from that. You know, you know, I just got to say this, like, 
I never know where these conversations are going to go because you and I, you know, we get ahead of, ahead of time. We, we throw out a couple ideas and we just say, oh, it's going to see where this goes. And Joe, I just, um, I don't say things that don't mean, uh, and I've never done that. I just, I believe in being truthful. And I, I just want to tell you, I feel so blessed to know you. And I'm so like, I don't know, like, I want to stay in touch with you, obviously. And I'm grateful that you made time to to get on here and talk today and just share the wisdom because I think what a powerful podcast I think we just did. Um, I can't wait to go back and listen to it as, as I go through it again. Um, thanks for, for everything that you're doing. Keep up the great work, man. It's good to, it's good to know you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel much, very much likewise. I mean, when I met you and your wife, uh, things changed for me. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we're definitely going to keep in touch. That That's, that's without question. And what you're doing here is absolutely fantastic for you and your, your followers, your, your market, uh, you know, and it's where I feel truly, truly blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic for the fact that you allowed me to be here and to hopefully bring value to your audience. Well, feelings mutual, Joe, you take care and have a great weekend down there in uh, Southern part of the world where it's, it's just beautiful all the time. I hope you get a chance to go to the beach. So, Take care and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you.